Welcome to the special segment on Biz Radio US that we call Asheville Boss Babes with your hosts, Veronica Edwards. Hey, hey. And myself, Joanna Patrice Haggerty. Veronica and I have enjoyed collaborating as female hosts here on Biz Radio and supporting local and nationwide entrepreneurs and clients over the last year. So we felt that a wrap-up show would be really, really nice. Absolutely. And as always on this show, we want to put an emphasis on women making a difference in their field of expertise and in their community. So we want to provide inspiration, support, and acknowledge the amazing things women are doing in Western North Carolina and all over the world. So instead of bringing a guest on like we typically do, for this episode, we want to take this opportunity to be a little bit more intimate. So it's just... J and V, I guess we'll say, or V and J. I don't know. Okay, yeah, Percy yes. Jr. I like this little. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we thought, you know, maybe the way to break down this episode would be to kind of discuss some of the top trends in business, especially the ones that we were seeing that might come out for women that were predicted for 2022, and then kind of talk about them from our own perspectives. So I'd say for me, one of my favorite things about having Veronica as a co-host is is sort of our unique perspectives, right? I come Mm -hmm. from a very different background and experience, and I use psychology and economics. I focus my coaching and services usually around mindset, marketing, and kind of the work-life balance through, through strategic planning, where Veronica, obviously you can speak to this better, but you know, you are a CPA, which is a certified public accountant, and you use financial education and services to really empower people of color, women and entrepreneurs. So I think you're going to get an interesting take on these trends from both of us. (laughs) Absolutely. So Joanna, how about we dive right in? Yeah. Yeah. So how about we um, dive into some top trends for business for women and minorities and how we see this playing out with our businesses and clients? I love it. Well, do you want me to start kind of unpacking the first one that I thought we should really discuss? (laughs) Yes, please. Okay. So, you know, again, I'm such a nerd for trends. I love to go study. Mm -hmm. I, I do this, especially in the marketing world, because it's always shifting and changing. But from an economic and entrepreneurial perspective, everybody's usually heard the great resignation somewhere along the lines over the last couple of years, right? I also like to refer to that as like the business boom. And I want to also add this other section that women and minority businesses are on the rise. And so it's been fascinating to me that this conversation of people finding I don't know, frustration in their jobs, limitations in their financial gains they can have, the desire for freedom, the desire to work from home. I mean, there's millions of reasons people go into entrepreneurialism, but that's traditionally been more of a white man's game, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Girl. (laughs) So what's interesting is I found a couple statistics from 2021, Women in Minority Business, And so essentially, there's like 5.4 or so million new businesses that were created in 2021, which is actually a new record. I mean, that's an insane amount of businesses. And we need to be really conscious of what we're walking into. But the cool parts are that 49% of those new businesses last year were started by women, which is a 28% increase more than the year before. And that is a trend that is just continuing. And I just... Maybe you want to pause there for a second mm-hmm. and unpack that. Why do you think and are you seeing, Veronica, from your own experience, more women entrepreneurs? And what is that journey looking like for you and for your clients? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it was it was building for a while, and then with the pandemic, like a lot of things, it was kind of that gentle punch in the gut. Gen- <laughs> you know? Gentle? That's nice of you. <laughs> a little gentle little push that kind of forced <laughs> folks like, hey, I have kids, you know, like I have to figure this out or I'm just tired of this job. And once people figured out, I'm able to do everything that I do at my job and half the time working from home or, oh, by the way, I can do my boss's job yeah. or I can do other people's <laughs> jobs. That Whoa. was an eye opener. And, you know, for, for my clients, especially, they're like, I'm just going to do it. Like I'm yeah. going to have this hobby that I want to make into a business. So absolutely, I'm seeing it across my friend groups here in Western North Carolina, in Georgia, in, um, in South Carolina, just everywhere. But um, especially, I'm seeing it with women of color. Mm, I love that. And I want to also bring another little statistic that I found, which is that women are earning about 2% more than they did in 2021. So that's actually for this year. And listen to this, Veronica, this drives me insane. This is it. Last year, it was a 260 year gap before we would close the gap between male and female wages. Now we're only down to 151 years. So we're getting right. Yes. One day, maybe just 50. (laughs) I know one day it'll be zero. And that's what we're working towards. And I think actually this entrepreneurial acceleration is part of what's closing the gap because we do understand there, there is a curve, right? When you start a business, Mm -hmm. you're always looking for clients, you're growing, you're Mm -hmm. maybe taking a pay cut at first. I do understand. But like you said, when you can do your boss's job and you can learn how to take more of that money or let that money go to the other staffs to support you as well and you're you're giving living wage to yourself and other people that's a massive impact right that's just mm. <laughs> Absolutely. And I also think too, you know, I was just talking with a consulting client of mine yesterday of a, a woman business owner and she was saying, you know, before the pandemic she wasn't able to get any type of credit, any type of loan. So that mm. was a struggle for a lot of people with their business too. But hey, we enter the pandemic. They're giving away EIDL loans. They're giving away, mm. you know, PPP to folks that typically would not have gotten it. And then there's other programs um, that are out there like Mountain BizWorks that me and Joanna both um, participate in as coaches mm-hmm. that they were providing even more loans and grants and things of that sort, especially for people of color, but just we're seeing that it's just more women in the business field and entrepreneurship, like you said, versus men. So I think that was key because a lot of people, it was just hard to work a full-time job and have the business. So that's why it was a hobby. Now it's like, okay, I got this money that I needed the seed money and they've been able to really capitalize on that into 2021 and now into 2022. Mm, Yeah. The access to resources, I think is a really valuable conversation. And as you mentioned for minorities, that's been really difficult. I mean, again, I'm the stats nerd. So don't don't like hate me too much, everybody listening. But you know, one of the stats I found too was that um, 9% of new businesses in 2021 were started by the BIPOC community, which is three times more than 2019. And so even though that's a small number, that's Mm -hmm. a big trend to have it triple 
from 2019 to 2021. And I think we're going to keep seeing that because there's more financial resources and access to capital and coaching. And that's really important, right? We have to understand that women and minorities, the reason we haven't started businesses is we didn't have the access to the capital, to the resources, to the support, to the education. And now we're just sort of demanding it in some ways. And it's also showing up, right? (laughs) Yes. And that leads us into the second item where you mentioned Mm. just investing, you know, having those resources. So investing in financial and business coaching or professional services. So again, as most folks know, I'm always talking about Mountain BizWorks, Mountain BizWorks, but that's something that I'm just very passionate about. I've been working with them for a couple of years now, and that's one of the key things that they provide are professional coaches like yourself, um, Joanne, that has that expertise in marketing and economics, all that stuff. You also have that art side to you. And that's hard to get at times. So now that it's becoming more and more available, it's that's what we're seeing as a, as a big trend. Well, and yeah, I mean, that's one of the things, especially like you mentioned, the niche I work with. I'm the you know self-started entrepreneur who never thought I'd be a business owner. And so I didn't really do anything other than go take a BizWorks class at first and then learn from mentors and go take education, go find you know coaches myself. And what's fascinating is that is becoming more of a trend because higher education is expensive and it's mm-hmm. limiting. And I mean, it's going a little stale in some ways because they mm-hmm. can't keep up with the times. Mm-hmm. And so business coaching, financial coaching, I mean, it's a $14.2 billion industry, Woo! which is insane to think about. And that's a trend that's just been rapidly increasing. And so I think the important thing is, If you are starting a business and you've never, ever thought of that or never taken a class or watched a YouTube video and you're not willing to get the support you need, then like it's going to be really difficult. Absolutely. Like the reason this is a top trend in my mind, the reason that people have been talking about this for years is because you know, one of another big trends is how many businesses, it's like what over 60% of businesses fail in the first five years. You need to make it over that hump, which means you need to invest in yourself. You need to invest in education so you can be successful. And, you know, I'm so grateful for people like you who work in the financial industry and world because, uh, you know, that's terrifying for most of us. And so Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you feel like you've done that have made financial coaching or professional services you offer easier for people? People to get involved because that's again a part of the barrier and why it's important I think for us with Asheville Boss Babes to talk about it. It's necessary and it's accessible, like you said, through but through BizWorks through other programs we have. So yeah, I'm curious how you've made financial coaching and resources more accessible yourself too. I definitely get a huge pipeline of clients through Mountain BizWorks. And from that, I just try to be myself. I don't try to talk above people, you know, Mm -hmm. like what they know. And that's the biggest compliment that I can receive as a coach is they're like, you just make accounting seem so normal. You know, like (laughs) it doesn't seem as intimidating. And I'm like, because it's not. It's just a foreign language. You know, it's just talking um, with a guest that I had on my show that's also an African-American CPA. And we said, like, you know, accounting, finance, that's the language of business, period. Like, if you don't understand the language, it's going to be hard. You don't have to know all of it, but Mm -hmm. it is good to have someone that can coach and guide you and that you know enough to at least say, okay, this doesn't smell right. (laughs) <laughs> let me let me follow up with Veronica or whoever's helping me on the accounting yeah. side so we can write this ship. But definitely I've been, you know, through Biz Radio, you know, um, 
Mount BizWorks. And honestly, for me, I don't know about you, Joanna, with you being in the marketing field, it's been so much word of mouth. You know, you coach somebody, they refer you to somebody else. I've been asked mm-hmm. to do classes. And I think it's just that willingness to say yes. For me, it's giving back. No, I don't make the amount that I typically charge working through Mountain Bizverse because it's a nonprofit. And, right. and their yeah. whole point is to subsidize things to help people that are, you know, just getting started. But just like a good teacher, I feel so good looking back and I'm like, oh, I know this person, you know, or this person that's on the cover of Asheville Made or this person's on the cover of this and I'm seeing yeah. these businesses that are successful. That means the world to me. So I'm always encouraging people to mentor and to coach if you can as a way of giving back because I wouldn't be in the place that I'm at if there wasn't for someone, a couple of people to pull me up, mm-hmm. you know, um, while I had no clue of how do I start a business, even though I'm a CPA, I always was in the corporate world. Yeah. I mean, I just love and honor everything you just said. You know, I was having like flashbacks of thinking about my clients and several of our our local clients that we have in common too. I mean, I have multiple local black business owners, many of them women who mm-hmm. have gone from not making any money to making over six figures. And like, yes. that's amazing. And yes. mo- many of them now have part-time staff or are growing into what's the next you know, six-figure grant we're applying for or whatever. I mean, these huge ways of making shifts and changes just by being willing to say, hey, I don't know everything and I'm going to work with someone who's going to help me figure that out. Like, that is such a huge trend that, yeah, I think actually hits pretty close to home for you and I, doesn't it? (laughs) Absolutely. And I want to ask that same question to you, Joanna. How do you feel as a coach? How have you been able to reach out to people and make them aware of the services that you provide? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting question. You know, I've talked a lot about the fact that this is my second business and my first business, you know, essentially almost went bankrupt. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I really wish that I had had more foresight with was to not kind of like close the network I had built, Mm -hmm. um, was to let that network move with me if they wanted to or not, right? Not Mm -hmm. everyone had to like join the new business idea. But I've really had to start from scratch in some ways. And so I use a lot of traditional marketing tactics, you know, content, newsletters, social media posting. But that game, especially nowadays with how much, you know, chatter is on every platform, that is a very long game you must invest Mm -hmm. in. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really valuable. I am here for it. But it's not one that I would ever say oh, do this. And all of a sudden you're going to be making six figures. Like I'm investing in my five to seven year from now self while also using my local network to, like you said, direct market and sell things too. So yeah, this longer conversation of getting into the, the bigger communication about bringing really basic foundational business knowledge to the people is one that I think needs to be done in a larger global platform. But I agree with you too, that really staying connected with your local network can also help you while you're building this larger group of people that need to be aware of of your services, which actually perfectly segues into the third um, trend that I thought we could kind of talk about. It's a little more in sort of the marketing world, but I'm sure mm-hmm. it works for finance, financial tools as too, which is sort of this conversation about omni-channel communication. And what I mean by that is hey, you know what, I might text Veronica this question about my business, and then Mm -hmm. I might get a response in an email. Mm -hmm. And then we might follow the conversation up in the Instagram DMs. Love it. (laughs) And you know, (laughs) what is I think overwhelming and also important to talk about is that 
there are ways for you as a business owner to set those channels and set the way you want to communicate. But -hmm. it's important to really work with the populations you're serving, right? If Mm -hmm. your communication, if every client you have is a younger generation and they really like text messages and you refuse to do that, you're going to sort of mismatch on that communication a little. So I'm curious with you, Mm -hmm. do a lot of your clients have to figure out which channels of communication they want? Have you had to kind of go through that yourself? And do you use multiple channels to communicate with people? I definitely use multiple and I have found with some of my older clients, they call me all the time and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you could just text me or email and they're like, "Uh uh-huh. And then they just call. So I've adjusted that a little bit. Um, Definitely. I've had some times, you know, especially with some of my nonprofits, especially with them first starting up and needing a lot of details to get grants and it comes down to the wire. They'll text me. I don't mind that, you know, Hey, Veronica, can we get on a quick call? Boom, boom, boom. Because I will say, I make it known in the beginning, I will respond back to you via email, but it could be 24 hours, you know? So if it's something that is an emergency or something that you need same day, drop me a quick text, I'll get right back to you. So it's, it depends on the client, but I would say 80% of the time it's email. Yeah. And then, you know, that other 20% is like a hybrid of chatting on the phone, um, Zoom call, because a lot of times with accounting, I'm always using QuickBooks. Mm -hmm. So it's just easier. I'm a visual person. That's how I also teach people. I'm like, let's just jump on a quick Zoom. Show me what you're talking about. And especially with my newer clients, I'm always meeting with them at least that first quarter, just really teach. This is what I'm doing. This is how I reconcile your books. This is your expenses, giving them an opportunity to ask questions. Mm, Yeah. And I love how you said too, that we could like create a business that we want and that's perfect and ideal, but we have to sort of work within our clientele to some degrees. And so finding where those two meet is a part Mm -hmm. of the, the evaluation process, right? So I love that you're like, look, I prefer texts and emails, but that doesn't mean every client. And that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that I can't adjust sometimes to that to satisfy. And that I think is a really important part of the conversation in marketing and services and finances and business. It's not about having to be available 24 seven anymore, which thank God, quite frankly, (laughs) that's exhausting, but it is about being available in a way that is clear and understandable and is timely, right? We don't need to be available 24-7, but use a bot on your website. If people, you know, want to ask a couple questions that a bot can help answer some of those that bring people to purchasing faster, that's a way you can communicate where someone bought something from you while you're sleeping, you know? So I just, I love that that conversation is coming up. What tools can we use? How can we streamline the user experience so that they're getting everything they need and it's not overburdening us, right? Absolutely. And just like you said, you know, we're not available all the time, you know, and that leads us to the last item, Mm. last trend, Mm. which is work-life balance, which I have to honestly say was even more of a challenge once the pandemic happened, because now Mm. you can work three o'clock in the morning, you can work two o'clock in the afternoon. So you, it's really hard, especially for myself at times, um, working at my kitchen table on my computer when to turn it off. So I think, you know, working remotely versus returning to the office. Sometimes I do feel like, okay, let me go to the office for so many hours a week. And then Mm -hmm. there are days where I'm like, I absolutely need to be home, you know, to get my work done. And, you know, just 
you just need to have that time, you know, for that space for mental health, disabilities, all of those things. We've had experiences, Joanne and I both, with our business where we've lost family members, yeah. you know, and we've had change. We've moved, you know, all kinds of stuff has happened where you have to have time for the life piece. What's the point of having that flexibility of being an entrepreneur if you still feel kind of chained to the work? Right. And, you know, for me, you know, mentioning the mental health and disabilities, like it's been an empowering thing for me to be an entrepreneur because I cannot work nine to five. My body actually Uh has very different energy flows and energy requirements that it needs for me to stay really healthy and happy. And I can fit that in around me. And that's so empowering to have that work-life balance. And I also learned having worked from home for the first 15 years that I do better at home than an office. But again, we all have to identify our own work-life balance. And so I love that that trend is coming up. I love that self-care is coming up. And let's be honest, Veronica, a lot of that is probably because women are coming up in business more. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> Joanna, it is the end of our 2022 so. wrap up for Boss Babes. I know. So I just, again, just so appreciate you, Joanna, being another host here on bizradio.us. Mm. I want to thank all of the listeners for tuning in to both of our shows, respectively. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so looking forward to what we have in store for 2023. I know. Whoa. I was like, wait, 2023. Wait, that is what we're walking into. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Please, please go visit us and check out Biz Radio US. Listen to the Veronica Edwards show or Art Heroes with JPH or any one of our special Asheville Boss Babes episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in, y'all. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.